So as I sit back and reflect, y'all know I'm always reflecting and always trying to improve all things when it comes to my experience. But I don't think I've ever sat back and negotiated a scene before actually doing it. I've done a lot of spontaneous stuff just based off of, oh, me and my partners have had conversations about what I might be into, what they might be into. Or sometimes I just like pull out a bag full of toys and then they kind of get the picture. Or I might tell them ahead of time, like, look, I'm going to bring these things. And then if we use them, we use them. If we don't, we don't type shit. But as I've said in other episodes before, being intentional with things is super important. So I want to get into what that might look like, especially when it comes to like getting into like these kinks that are a little bit more deep in terms of what someone may or may not be willing to try how do you get to a point of negotiating that right how do you know what questions to ask how do you even know where to begin when it comes to negotiating a scene and that's what we're going to talk about today it's your freak hostess jody and you're tuned into provocative no one knows what it means but it's provocative i will marry a nigga off some dick because everything else we can work on and I've, I have uh, sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm gonna keep fucking you. Cause I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. <laughs> that, that shit is wicked. That shit is... So I'm gonna hand it over to my guest to introduce himself. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Daddy Hef. I'm a professional dom and the Duke of Debauchery. Duke of Debauchery. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell the people, um, uh, I guess, give a little bit more detail around what it is specifically? What does it mean to be a dom? What is it that you do? What does the Duke of Debauchery, uh, what, does that, what does that mean? Well, in the BDSM space, you have you have either doms or you have subs, right? I am a dominant. I have been a dominant ever since 2017. And actually in 2018, I started um, switching over to be a professional dominant where I actually get paid to um, have sessions with people, right? So people book me um, around the country um, and I get paid pretty well to do BDSM stuff to them. Um, so, you know, but everyone is different, um, in, in what they like. So, um, all the stuff that I do is pretty much curated around their heart and soft limits, but Duke of debauchery, um, is, you know, I am fully with all, all the shits. I've got, I don't yuck anybody's yum, right? It may not be something I like, but if that's something you like, Hey, I'm the Duke of that. So I'm, I'm here to facilitate and, 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 and be the purveyor of it all. Right, right, right. I love that. So how do you, before we even get into like specifically some questions, because you said you've been mm -hmm. a dom since 2017 and then you became a professional mm -hmm. dom at 2018. What did that transition look like for you? Uh, it, it was real easy. The first time someone said they wanted, they asked me if I, if I do any, um, any, you know, when I do a session with them, I'm like, you know, sure. They're like, well, you know, how much do you charge? I was like, oh, wow. 
then I said, well, hold on. Let me, I said, before I answer that question, let me, let me get back with you. And I, I said, give me about 30 minutes. And I actually called one of my wonderful mentors at the time. And still one of my mentors to this day. And I, I was like, listen, I have this, this lady and she wants to pay me for, to have a session and she was like oh my god that's wonderful she's like damn you're progressing further than i even that i even thought you were she said i've always seen you as a professional dominant just because of you know how your energy comes off and you know how dapper and debonair you are as well as you know just just you know just the type of man that i could see women paying for you to spank and choke them. I was like, okay, that'll work. So, so I went over there and then I called the lady back and I told her what my rate was for the time. And she said, great. Um, you know, you got at the time, that wasn't a thing at the time. So she was like, you know, you got PayPal cash app or can I just give you cash? I was like, Oh wow, this, this is really happening. So it just happened and it had stopped it ever since that day. It never stopped. I love that, especially because and I've I've communicated this to you directly, but I haven't communicated this to my listeners necessarily. I'm studying to be a dom. And Mm, so that's something that I'm exploring within the next year or so. So, yeah, I'm like, all right, guys, this is this is something that I'm probably going to not probably. This is something that I'm going to begin to offer as a service. So that said, what are some of the services that people could expect if they were interested in having a session with a dom? Um, well, it just depends. It depends on what your kinks are. Um, you know, some, some, some people like to have their, like to have their bank accounts drained. Some people like to, you know what I'm saying? They, they want to get, some people like to get paid, right? Uh, some people like to get paid to be, you know, to be tortured. Some people like to be kidnapped. Some people like to be paid to be humiliated. Um, some people like, be shit on, right? Or pissed on, like people like stuff like that, um, which is not not any of those aren't any of my kinks, uh, especially the deep the shitting part. But um, you know, but people, you know, a lot of women that come to me, um, who a lot, most, sorry, not most, but probably ninety nine percent of the women that come to me are very professional uh, women. They are high up in their companies, um, and they they're in their masculine every day as far as work or children or whatever. And they're, they're looking for someone who can properly, who they can properly trust to give up control to. Right. Right. And I've said this on a couple different episodes as well. It's something super powerful about being in a position to relinquish some power. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like in that moment, you're experiencing two things at the exact same time where it may seem like, oh, they're opposing, but actually they're working together. So in the same Mm -hmm. way, um, someone like me, but I'm also a switch. So it's like, I don't know if there's some nuance there, but I love when I can trust somebody to relinquish some control too. But at the exact same time, I have no problem whatsoever maintaining all of that control just because of my personality. Mm. You know what? I I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to going down this kind of journey and seeing what that entails for myself. Um, But yeah, what would you say are like your 
I guess your top requested services or what are your specialties? Mm. Well, um, surprisingly nice play is <laughs> something that's very been requested and anal play has really been getting a lot of requests over the last six months. Um, a lot of women opened themselves up to, um, to experiencing um, anal pleasure through um, through that type of play um, for BDSM, so mm-hmm. it's it's um it's, it's something that's very interesting. I, I love it. I don't mind it at all. You know, I'm here for it. But you know, of course, you know they a lot of women really love the type of the type of sensual the you know sensual sadistic um, play that I offer. Um, you know, I do a lot of I do a lot of energy work. Through, through my BDSM, um, but at the same time, they, you know, they really love and desire to be called a whore or a slut or a nasty girl or things like that. They, just for that time, right? It's nothing right. that, 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 um, that that's something that every time I see them, I'll be like, what's up, you nasty hoe? You know what I'm saying? Or nasty whore. They don't, they don't, that's not something they want to hear just in the grocery store, but in that setting, that's, right. some, that's something that, that they have, they have, given consent and permission for me to call them that. Right, right, right. And that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So what are some things that before you even get to a point of having a scene, like what are some questions that you need to ask? What are some things you have to keep in mind? Let's kind of walk the listeners through that. Sure. Well, one of the first things I do, I, I have a consultation call, right? So, um, women who book sessions with me or even women who are considering booking sessions with me, the first thing they have to do is they have to, they have to book a consultation call and schedule that on my booking page. Right. And that's not free. So that's, that, of course, that's a cost for that. All right. So then once, um, once I find out that consultation call, what I do is I give them two assignments. I'm like, and go ahead and do a BDSM test so I can see where you're at. And number two, I need to know what your hard and soft limits are. Now, the thing is, for a lot of your listeners who don't really understand what, when I say hard or soft limits, it's like your your hell yeses or your hell nows, right? You feel me? Right. So those, your, your, your hard limit is an absolute hell no. Your, your soft limit is a definite yes. Or even it could be a maybe. So if you're looking in the terms of, you know, for all the black folk who listen, if you look at the, if you look at the concept of spades and you have, you have three and a possible, a maybe is could be a possible soft limit or it could be a possible hard limit. But the only time you get to understand that is in is when you get that negotiation in person. Um, or you do, you know, because if you see something beforehand, but when it comes time, when it's game time and when it's play time and you see it in front of you, you even though you said you may want to try it when we do a video um, review first, in person, it may be like, you know what, nah, I, I don't want that. Right, right, right. And that makes sense, too, because also it kind of depends on where you are mentally, but like mm-hmm. when you first decide to have a conversation about it versus where you are when it actually takes place because it may be a, a, a lapse and well not maybe there will be a lapse in time versus when you have these conversations versus where you actually move forward with um 
the placing. So do you also renegotiate at the time of the placing as well? Definitely. Oh, yes. Yes. Because like, like I said, what say, for example, you and I have a negotiation today, right? And then if your session is in two weeks, right? Then what you said yes to today in two weeks in person, it may, it may be a no. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what is something that you think people should know when it comes to negotiating scenes? Well, <clears throat> here's one thing about it is, and when you negotiate a scene, this is something that you need to do all the time in your regular vanilla relationships, right? Is because just because you, you want to do it today, tomorrow is something you may not want to do it at all. Right. So this has to do, you know, negotiation is, is how you really build trust and you get to understand what your, your, you know, goal of consent and boundaries as well. Right. right? So, so negotiation is very important. Like I said, because if, me personally, as a dominant, that may be something I'm on use, right? You know, that may I may want to use <clears throat> my violent one, right, which is electro play, and it's something you say, you know what, Daddy Health? Yes, I want to use, I want to do that. However, when it's time for the get down, you may be like, nah, I want to use, but this attachment you have, which is called a firecracker, I don't want that one. Right. It negotiates is very perfect because it's very important and key because it gets you get the it's like it's like the foundation of the blueprint of the building before you lay the foundation. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Um, I will also tell the listeners that me and Daddy have will be doing a session coming up soon. It'll be next month. Uh, right before my birthday, and I'm super excited about it. And we already had our negotiation conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we could talk through some of, you know, like a little bit of our conversation that we had, just to give the viewers sure. a little, well, the listeners a little context. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, so um, we literally, we had a phone mm-hmm. call, and because I already took the BDSM test, and y'all know that I've been talking about this BDSM test quite heavily over the last couple of weeks because I think it's just super important even if you are a very vanilla person it's important for you to understand that especially when it comes to the different people you're having sex with but me uh, some of my top kinks are me being an exhibitionist me being a voyeur me being a switch me being an experimentalist and all just those things within themselves, I'm that person that will try a lot of things, like a lot of things. And I don't really know if I don't like it until I try it, except, you know, the two things that I recently talked about my bound in terms of my boundaries, which is feces mm-hmm. and fisting, which I am just no, I don't have to try those to know that I'm kind of good on those. Um, <laughs> but we we talked through that. He asked me, like, you know, what are my hard and soft limits? Uh, we talked about, like, what I would be open to. I told him, like, oh, you know what? I've never technically been flogged. Like, I've been in situations where I've been spanked but never flogged necessarily. So I'm like, okay, that's a sensation that I would be curious to, you know, experience. I would be curious to experience electro play. So these are some of the things that we talked about in our conversation. Um I guess I want to say from your pers- from your perspective is there anything that you took away from that conversation? Um well 
first of all, you know, uh, as as we got a chance to talk about it, and you talked about your hard limits, right? Because I I did ask you about fisting, right? I did ask you that, and also, you know, that you said that's something that's that's a no for you, right? Um, the one thing about it I took is you enjoy nipple play. However, you don't want no no clothes pins on your nipples. Oh yeah, that shit did. <laughs> that shit did. <laughs> but I, you know, as you being an experimentalist, you know what the, the beautiful thing, and I'm really looking forward to is I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to flog in you because you know you and I, I have choked you before, and that was always lovely. Um, that time I got a chance to choke you and really connect with you that way, but. I am definitely looking forward to the ball gag and the possible knife play with you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those too, especially because I've only been gagged once and I've never engaged in knife play. So yeah, it, I've, I'm that person where it's like, at least if I try it and then I'm like, uh, no, I'm good on this. At least I said that I gave it a real good try. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it, even being able to say like, oh, yeah, I've done that. This is what the experience was like for me. So with today's episode, we're talking about like, oh, this is what happens before you actually get into the kink and play scenes. Right. And then we're going to have another episode about like, oh, this is what actually took place. And then we're going to have an aftercare episode, which I think is going to be amazing as well. That is. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I feel like after play is so... I think that's what makes a lot of situations awkward because people don't really talk about it after the fact. Mm-hmm. No. And, and it's key because here's the thing. If, if you are looking to build continued trust with someone, right. Um, it's just not about that moment um, because you never know when you all are going to have an opportunity to have another, another, another opportunity to, to play again. Right. So you want to establish the, the type of thing like, you know what, this person, not only do they, you know, this person was, you know, happy to collect the money for me, but this person was also really cares about me because not only do they, do they, you know, we talk about beforehand, we, we had care doing and we talked about, we had, yes. we, we had aftercare, but we had aftercare, but then we had a follow up to the whole session to see how, how are you feeling like me personally, I ask questions like, you know, mentally, how are you feeling? Like days afterwards, how's your body feel? What what did you notice? Um, please give me an honest review on how I did. Is there anything that you felt that you wanted to experience that you did get a chance to experience? And most importantly, what what do you feel that I did this time that you don't want to happen next time? I love that. I love that because, I again, whether we are talking about you are specifically doing a play session or you're having just regular vanilla sex, these conversations and this feedback is important because that's the only way to continue to have better sexual experiences. Yeah. We have to yeah. provide that feedback. Mm-hmm. I mean, communication is everything. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like. When when people have conversations at first, like oh my god, what's your favorite position? What do you like? Blah blah blah. That's all. That's all good. But those are just surface questions. Let's go deeper. Like let's go deeper and let's talk about what your desires are. Like tell me something that you really have always wanted to experience. Like 
what's one of your fantasies and let's have a real conversation about it and and let's not be judgmental on what someone wants because once again don't yuck somebody's yum if it's, right. if it's not something if it's not something that you're into be like you know what I ain't really into that but you know you know I can't be mad at you if that's something that you want to experience and and I and I won't take it personal if you find if you feel like you need to experience that Right. And I think oftentimes and what I love the most about the conversation that we're having is that consent when it comes to the kink community is so heavy. And so like it's just throughout the culture. And I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of people that are on the outside looking in just look at, you know, they be like, oh, them kinky motherfuckers is weird and they doing that weird shit again. But it's like we literally are heavy on consent. Like we're not just out here smacking motherfuckers for no reason and just, you mm-hmm. know, like. Oh, I'm just like, there's a lot that kind of goes into the safety and the not just, you know, physical safety, but the mental and emotional safety as well when it comes to, again, consent and engaging in these experiences with people, whether or not actual penetrative sex is taking place, because that's a whole different Mm -hmm. topic. I feel like people assume sexual experiences to include you know, just this normal standard version of what sex is in terms of penetration. And it's not always the case. Like sex can look different. That's correct. So, so different. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this, I think, uh, I, I damn near think we gave them enough in terms of like, you know, just the kind of intro, because again, this is going to be like a three part episode technically is gonna all drop separately and i'm looking forward to the actual session with you uh tell the people how they can find you well um you can find me on twitter at daddy underscore hef and then on instagram is the underscore real underscore daddy underscore hef and that's on instagram Right, because I know even within the since I've known you, you had to go through like three different Instagram pages. I feel oh, like, yeah, yeah this, they. This, this, Inst- let me tell you something. Meta is it, crazy. It, they do not like us. They do not like us in the sex no. work field at all. They they do not, and, and I and I tell people all the time. I'm like, listen, like I know people on their fifth, sixth, seven, eight page. I ain't got I ain't got time to do all that. If, if it's yeah. gone this time, it's gone. Yeah, when they when they took my when they snatched my Instagram page back in August, I was like, oh, my God, mind you, I didn't do anything like it's not like, oh, I posted something and then it got snatched. I literally woke up one morning and tried to log in and it logged me out. Yeah. So yeah, that's like crazy. that's something. That's hell. That's gonna be a whole nother episode in terms of which. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like just in terms yeah. of talking about sex on social media, which is like, guys, we're yeah. But don't want to get mm-hmm. off into a tangent. I want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Provocative. As always, guys, if you're listening, do not forget to rate, review, share the episodes with some people that you think will enjoy it. That is how people find me. Um, let's continue to reimagine sex in a way that is healthy that's safe that's transparent we are communicating our boundaries we are talking about consent guys we are having amazing nasty kinky safe sex (laughs) 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 so yeah that's all i got for y'all today we are out before you go i want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe thank you for tuning into provocative and don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms Happy hoeing. P R H O E 
B-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the wire hope because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Oh, is my ground too masculine? Put the nigga in missionary. Yeah. The <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>